Hello and welcome back to the Time Will Tell podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hall. Thank you for joining me again today. I appreciate you coming back. And so to begin, I just hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling great. I am excited about today's podcast. I know that it's probably something that some of you have been waiting for. And I'll tell you about that more in just a minute. First, let's get a little bit of business out of the way. Uh, If you'll look on the show notes or in the description, you're going to see that we have a link tree. And that link tree is an amazing little tool that shows you all the places you can get in contact with us. And you can find us. So it's got all of our social media there. It's got ways that you can listen to the show. If you'll see the Spotify button, there's a little bitty arrow on the right side. Click that. It's going to have a drop down. If you're a Spotify premium member, you can go ahead and listen to the whole episode right there. You don't have to go anywhere else. If you are not a Spotify premium member, I think you have like a 30 second clip and you can click on it and then go to Spotify and actually listen to the episode there. And also you'll find other ways to listen to the podcast. So if you're looking for a new place to find podcasts or find more podcasts, there'll be a list of them right there that you can go to. Also, uh, if you want to email the show, if you've got a comment or if you've got something you'd just like to share with me, you can email me at jasonhall7594 at gmail.com. That's jasonhall7594 at gmail.com. And this is something I think is such a great part of recording on Anchor. There is a, on the link tree, you'll find a button that says voicemail. If you'll click that, it'll take you to a page and there'll be a pop-up if you're doing it on your uh, laptop or your computer. And it'll ask you to choose your microphone that you're going to use. I think if you're on your phone, it just might ask for permission to use your microphone. Either way, just go over there and then click that and it's going to pull up a way where you can automatically record a message for the show. If you've got a little short story you'd like to share with me there, family history, uh, food, uh, you know, how food relates to family history, uh, adoption, DNA, anything it is, no matter what, you can just go ahead and record it there. You don't even have to come on the show. You can just do it all on your own right there on that little button that says voicemail. And if you're enjoying the podcast and you're so inclined, you can buy buy me a coffee. To do that, just go to that link tree down at the bottom. It says buy me a coffee. Just follow the instructions there and you can buy me a coffee. Don't feel obligated in any way to do that, though. Guys, I know that, you know, some people are kind of like, "Eh, I don't want to do that. Don't feel obligated anyway. I promise you, I'm not going to have my feelings hurt, and I'm going to expect you back here anyway. (laughs) I know um, in the past, though, some people have wanted to support the show, or they've also asked ways that they could send me something. So that was just one of the easiest ways to do it. And uh, if you do want to help support the show to help it to grow by getting better equipment and different things like this, you can go to the button on the link tree that says Time Will Tell and Anchor FM Podcast. And when the page pops up, you just click the support button. And there you can choose either $0.99, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. And so now, with all the business out of the way, let's get down to today's episode. Today's episode is going to be about the 1950 census. That if you are in um, a family history uh, enthusiast of any kind, more than likely you know this already. It came out in April, April 1st. 
you are able to start searching through the records. Now, with that being said, uh, we'll get into, in just a minute, all the specifics on how we can do that. And, and I'm going to be speaking from an Ancestry.com point of view because that's what I use the most. And uh, so I'm not going to be giving you all the options, but I'm going to be giving you some of them. So hold on tight. We're going to have a short little, little bitty commercial and we'll be right back. All right, guys, I'll see you on the other side. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again after that short little break. So today, like I said, we're talking about the 1950 census. And if you know anything about the census, they come out every 72 years where they can be shared to the public. And uh, genealogists, family history enthusiasts, everyone has been looking forward to this date, uh, which was April 1st of 2022, so we could get our hands on the 1950 census. And if you don't know much about family history, which, like I said, this po- this podcast is geared toward people who are just beginning. Uh, on the census, you can find so much information, a lot of information. You basically find out um, kind of how much their uh, rent is, if they pay rent, if they own the house. Um, you find out the names of the head of the household, their spouse, the children, and it gives everyone's um, uh, age. It also gives uh, the, I, th- I don't know about this one, but I know in the past other censuses have given the years that the couple have been married. And uh, if they go to school or if they have went to school, sometimes the grade level completed, uh, what kind of job they do, have they worked in the last so many months, how many months out of the last so many have they worked, there's, like I said, there's just so much information in there uh, that you can find. And you can find out, I don't know about, again, I can't remember on this one, but usually it has what state they were born in and maybe what state their parents were born in. And I can't remember. I've only looked at this one briefly uh, to find a little bit of information. So, like I said, I'll be sharing from Ancestry.com point of view, mostly. I'll also be sharing another one for you as well that you can go on, almost anybody can go on and search. But on Ancestry.com, what they're doing is, like I said, the census was available on April 1st. That doesn't mean you can just go in and search by clicking in names right now. Uh, So that might be what discourages some people. But you can, like right now, I think Alaska, Delaware, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Vermont, Wyoming, American Samoa, Guam, Overseas Islands, Panama Canal Zone, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. You can search through those because they have small populations and they're easier to hurry up and get those online. So they're already ready to be searched. The next one that's coming out uh, will be Hawaii and the Indian reservation schedules. Uh, those will be the next up. So as they time goes on, more and more states will be coming online that you can search through. But don't let that discourage you because even on Ancestry.com right now, you can go to the 1950 Census District Finder experience. And with that, you it kind of brings up a map of the U.S. and you just scroll down into the area where you want to look for. So say you want to look in Columbus, Ohio. You scroll down to that area on the map and you'll find the districts that make up Columbus, Ohio, and the surrounding area. Actually, anywhere you can 
think of in the United States, you're going to find it. So if you know what district you're looking for, that's great. Go ahead and click the district and then you'll pull up the pages that you can look through. If you don't know the district, good luck because you'll have to look through all the districts that make up Columbus. I've been there and I've done it. It's time consuming, but it's also a little bit fun. So I know for me, most of the districts I've found are around 30 pages long. So when you pull them up, you'll be going through about 30 pages or so of information. Might be more, might be less, depending on the district that you're looking through. But it's fun. It's, it makes you feel like a detective. And so I'll give you an example. Like I was finding my grandmother and um, my aunt and my uncle in the census back in 1950. And to do that, I search through so many pages of information, but I found them. And, you know, it was, it was fun finding them that way. I don't know. It makes you feel a little bit like a detective. It's much, I uh, think, more enjoyable even than having to just type in a name and it pulls up the information that might be the one you're looking for. And it's, I know it's super fast and it's fun to do it that way too, but I just like the whole investigative uh, looking through the details, because there's also other things you can find there. Uh, when you pull up only the person you're looking for, uh, you're going to find that information. No, no problem. But when you begin to look through the district that they are in, this is going to be people who are nearby. So you'll begin to see all the people nearby. Like when I was doing this, I found my grandfather's family and I found how many of them lived near each other. That was pretty interesting. I never knew this. And so uh, you find out a lot of interesting information. I found a lot of people, uh, the names of a lot of people that I recognize from my hometown. So like I said, it's it's still very interesting to do it that way and a lot of fun. Uh, but in the future, as they come online, you will be able to search through them on your own. Now, um there's also, let me pull it up here so I can tell you a little bit about it. It's the 1950census.archives.gov. And if you go there, you can look through the census as well. Now, I've got some hesitations on this. I mean, I know it's going to be just as well. You can look through the things just as much as you can anywhere else. But I've got a, just a question about this one. I think it's a little wonky, okay? It's wonky because I put in information, like I just told you, I searched through pages and pages of family history information on the census in Missouri. And I looked through a lot of districts and I seen a lot of the names I was looking for and I found the people. Uh, especially with this one particular last name. And so as I was looking for that last name, it's, it's not common. So it's easy to find, it's easy to spot, and um, it's also just right there in your face, you know, when you see it. So I found it in several places. And when I went to the 1950census.archives.gov, you can go in there, you can click the state, you click the county, and you can click the first and last name, or you can just put the last name that you're looking for. And so when I did that, it only brought up one name of one person. And I know there are more there. 
So I don't, and and this is why I think, this is why I think it's a little wonky, because it says it's machine learning AI extracted names. So the AI is pulling out the names that it finds, and I don't think it's finding all of the names. For whatever reason, I don't know. So I still think right now the best way to go into the census is to go into the pages and look for yourself in each district. So, like I said, don't let that discourage you. It's still fun. It's still um, enjoyable. But if if you're just waiting for it to be able to type in the information you want and it pull it up, just wait a little bit. <laughs> that's you're just going to, have to be a little bit more patient. So that's all I can tell you about that. Now, while I've got you here, I'm just going to kind of go through and do a little searching on my own here. Okay, so I've got a um, example pulled up here that you're not going to be able to see, but I'm going to tell you about. I went into a town in Ohio where my family is from, and I'm just pulling one out. And that <laughs> this writing is very hard to read. So, and I'll, I'll get into that in just a minute because there's something I want to share with you about that. So, from what I see here, the head of household, his name is James V, and it looks like Chetester. Whether this is correct, I don't know. It says he's white, he's male, he's 36, he's married, and he is from Ohio. He was born in Ohio. And on beyond that, you can see how many weeks he's worked, and you can see what his job is. He's a packer. And it looks like it says glass plant. So that's what we know about him. His wife's name was Jane. She was a white female, age 41, from Ohio. And it says that she... Um, did this person do any work in the last week, not counting work around the house? And so it says no. And then it says if no... Uh, was this person looking for a job or for work? And then the answer on that is no. And even though they didn't work last week, do they have a job or a business? And the answer was no. So you can see this is kind of the information that we're getting off the 1950 census. And of course, she didn't have a job, so there's nothing there to list. And it lists their children. James C. And... Uh, says the son, and he's a white male, 10 years old, Ohio, is where he was born, and they have a daughter named Mary, she's two, and she was also born in Ohio. So this is information that you're going to find on the 1950 census, just a little bit of information. Now, like I told you, I couldn't tell what the last name was. It looks like Chetester, exactly what it looks like. And I've never heard that name, so it might be a last name. I don't know. So when people are going through entering this information, I think on FamilySearch.org, if I'm not mistaken, they were wanting people to go in. And I'm not sure if it's they were wanting people to go in and type the information or just check the information. I can't remember. But they wanted you to do areas that you're familiar with. So... Uh, as an example, if I'm doing an area or working on an area to check the information, 
I'm going to work on an area that I know. Like the town I live in now, I know a lot of the people. I know a lot of the last names. I know a lot of the families that come from here. Uh, the the place that's my hometown, I know a lot of the people. The the names, the uh, and they got some weird names there. <laughs> There's a lot of kind of different, strange names there. So I know those names, and I would know how to spell them because I'm from that area, and I've seen it a lot. <laughs> and so... This is why it's important to have people who know the area working on these things. So, like I said, that's what I wanted to bring out and talk to you about. So, there's a lot of kind of information that you can find here on the census. And the way I found this was I just went into Ancestry.com and I typed in the name of the state and the county and the city. And then when you do that, it brings up the different districts that are in that. Like I said, you can do it that way, or you can just scroll down on the map and find them yourself. Uh, but in this city, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. I mean, see, there's like at least 40 districts here. So you'll be searching if each one of those has, you know, up to 30 or more uh, pages, you've got, you're going to have a lot of searching to do. So it's, it's good if you know basically what part of the city they may have lived in. It kind of narrows it down for you and you can find it a little bit better that way. Like on this one, it says on this one census area on district. It gives the number. I'm not going to give it out because, it, you know, it's personal information. But it says it's the part of Ward 3 bounded by um, these different street names. And so it gives you kind of like the area of where that's going to be at. And it's very, it's very specific. It's very cool and awesome. And you can narrow down what you're looking for that way. So, like I said, that's just one example of things that you're going to find inside the 1950 census. It's been so much fun to be looking into right now uh, that I've enjoyed it so much. And what I would like to know, though, is do you have questions? Do you have questions about the 1950 census? Uh, please, if you do, click that voicemail in the link tree that's in the show notes or the description Click on the voicemail. Send me a voicemail. Ask me questions about the 1950 census. Ask me questions about any census. And we'll see You know, if I can answer those. Uh, if you have any kind of questions at all, feel free to ask them. I will answer them to the best of my knowledge. And if I don't know them, I'll find somebody that does or I'll find the answer somehow. I will search it out for you. And so, yeah, I think that's just a great thing to to have a great tool to have for the podcast. And I hope that people will start to take advantage of it because it's it's just an awesome thing to be able to uh, have the voicemails that I can share and answer questions. Love it. I love, love, love that opportunity to do that. So I'm so thankful that Anchor has that ability. Okay, guys, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you so much again for joining us. I appreciate it. I appreciate every time you come back and listen again. Uh, I'm looking for people who want to be on the show. Just to be honest with you, I need to be able to put out more content. And to do that, I can come up with things to talk about. 
But the interesting thing is your stories, and I want to share those. So please get in touch with the show. If you've got an, a story that you think is interesting in your family, if you've got a DNA story of a DNA surprise, any kind of DNA kind of story you want to tell, I'm here for it. And especially those adoption stories. If you have given up a child for adoption and you found them or you're looking for them, or maybe you were a child who was given up for adoption and you're looking for your biological family or you've already found them, please contact the show so we can help you share your story. There are so many others out there like yourself who uh, just want to know how you did it. They want to know what the journey was like for you. Some of them are afraid to take that first step in their journey. And uh, again, like I've said before, um, I'm not here to say that every journey is going to be uh, a great one and an amazing journey because sometimes they're not. And, and that's, that's understandable. There's a lot of things that go into uh, reasons why people are giving up for adoption. Uh, but it doesn't stop the person who was given up for adoption from wondering. So uh, you can share that. You can talk about that. Feel free to come here and share it and talk about it because there are others out there just like you who are feeling the same thing. And I, like I said before, I want to create a community where all of the people who've been adopted can come together and look for their families and find... Um, I want to put together that community where people who have been adopted can come together and find the, the resources they need to be able to reach out and we can connect each other through those things. And also the people who are looking for their family history. I want this to be a resource for them that they can come to and as well as the people who have taken those DNA tests. I know a large uh, network of DNA search angels who would be willing to probably help you out if you needed help to find uh, sometimes it's just your biological family that way because maybe you didn't know that this person was not your parent and then you find out their DNA test they are able to help you with that and I'm looking to be able to learn more about that and be able to help people myself so like I said thank you again for coming back I appreciate you you're amazing and I hope that you have a great day great night great evening great morning great afternoon whatever it is wherever you are have a great one.